0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Mavs podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Huskins, alongside Alex Tisopoulos. And Alex, the Mavericks fall 101-113 to to the Los Angeles Clippers last night. And just out of the gate, it didn't seem like... This team really brought it, especially in the first half. I think they got things turned around at halftime, but it just wasn't enough to overcome the large deficit. I think it was like a 20-point deficit, 23-point deficit at one point in the first half. What were you seeing from these guys? I thought Christian Wood probably had his worst game, especially as a starter, but what did you see last night from these guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're playing a Clippers team who... Has lost six games in a row, but is well coached. Uh, credit to Ty Lue for getting these guys invigorated and ready to play. And I, Kawhi had his best game of the season so far. Yeah, so he was
1: killer. He,
0: yeah, he's he's killer. And I, I mean, this when when we play them, I just get reminded that they're a really tough matchup for us. They have a lot of guys, and they didn't even have Paul George in this game, right? Yeah. there are a lot of guys that they can throw at Luca. They're so switchable on defense. Um, you know, Luca did an excellent job in that first quarter of kind of head hunting Zubac and he got him, he got, he got him with three fouls in the first quarter, like almost six, seven minutes into the game. Um, but it didn't actually really matter. It almost, I almost would have liked to have seen what would have happened if Zubac had remained on the floor. Um, cause then at at least at that point, when you get into the pick and roll switch situation, you feel like Luca can really take advantage of him. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough. I just, I don't know. I they, When they've lost six games in a row, like they've got their backs up against the wall. They're going to be trying incredibly hard. We still have Dorian out. We still have Josh Green out. Of course, Maxie's out for the rest of the season. And I feel like it's really weighing on us right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Super well-coached team. I don't think that outside of Kawhi, and it, it really doesn't even happen with Kawhi that much, but there's no sticky fingers on this Clippers team. They're always passing it, trying to find the open guy passing around the perimeter. I think that happened all the time last night. It was, it's really, it's really a good team. Um, Kawhi, like you said, best game of the season, killing us from the mid range. This dude, I think he was what, like five for six at halftime or something like that with 17 points. It was, it was just tough. It was just too much to overcome. We're really, like you said, we're really missing our best defenders and it showed last yeah. night. It's really tough when you also can't rebound the basketball. That is, yeah. I mean, when they you killed put yourself. In, they
0: killed us on the offensive glass,
1: especially yeah. on the offensive glass. I mean, it was just brutal to watch. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I know there, there's a solution out there, right? And obviously, health is going to be one of them. But the rebounding, we're 30th in the league in rebounding as of last night. We are dead last in the NBA. That's got to change, right? Is that is that going to be? Do you think a primary concern at the deadline?
0: Well, I need to do. Uh, of course, it will be. I need to do some research on, and you let me know if you know. But Dwight left that game early last yes. night.
1: he had a bruised something. It was some like bru- a hip bruise. or something like that. Yes, I think so. Bruised left hip. I want to say.
0: So if he's out for any amount of time, that means you're relying solely on. Wood and JaVale McGee
1: and JaVale only played three minutes last night.
0: Right. And we know that depending upon the matchup, like he can never play more than 25 minutes in a game and we don't want him to play 25 minutes. So they're going to, they're almost getting their hand forced here and are going to have to make some sort of desperate move to bring in any kind of big. Um, I think like we don't need to talk too much about this game outside right. of, you know, what we saw I, uh, Worth mentioning that I think Mavs Twitter was especially irate last night at the non Luca players because in the fourth quarter only Frank hit a shot besides yeah. Luca. And Luca was like five for six from the field. I think he probably had like seven or eight free throws as well. He scored twenty points um in the fourth quarter and Frank hit a three. This like this game, tail of the tape, it's really, it's really easy, right? They they out they shot. Let's see, they shot 17 more shots than we did because they beat us by 12 rebounds on the offensive glass. So there's 12 extra possessions. We didn't even turn the ball over that much. We only had 11 turnovers. Okay. So they had nine turnovers. So there you go. That's 12 extra possessions plus two more from the turnovers. And I thought it was like, it was during our runs where Luca got sloppy and had a couple of bad turnovers. Um, I, he uncharacteristically was leaving his feet without a plan last night and he kind of got caught. It was like two possessions in a row, Um, but they beat us. And now we stay in LA. We play against the Lakers. You don't have to travel. So hopefully that bodes decently for us against the Lakers team. Who's playing really good basketball right now. And their third best player on this roster has been Thomas Bryan over the last three weeks. So we're going to get tested once again, from the big position and Christian Wood, who stepped up in that uh, Christmas day game against the Lakers is going to have to do the same once again, but, Wyatt, what I want to ask you the the Timmy trade rumors are hot right now. Hot, very hot. and obviously the the glaring and obvious swap that's been thrown out many a times is the the Karis Levert for Timmy. Where are you on this one? Uh,
1: I'm I go back and forth, right? I think that I think the last time I was on, right, I said that Tim Hardaway is your key to getting a trade done. I think that's about the only. You know, whether you like him or you hate him because he's so streaky, he is a valuable asset to any team just because when he is hot, he can shoot the rock like just almost like nobody else in the league. Like it's really insane what he does when he's hot. So when I think of Karis Levert for Tim Hardaway Jr., I have to think, Okay, is is the inside presence of Karis Levert able to drive and get his inside shot, get his own shot? worth getting rid of three-point shooting I go back and forth on it I'm still it would have to depend on the package right I, I do like Karis Levert as a player I thought he'd be great on the Mavericks when he was with Indiana before he got dealt to the Cavaliers I was really hoping that the Mavericks would get him in terms of does he fit this team right now is he gonna bring a more of a defensive presence than Tim Hardaway Jr what do you think Alex yes or no I mean he's bigger bigger okay He's, so,
0: he's bigger. I think there's a little bit more defensive versatility. Like, I think he could guard.
1: But he's going to take those charges. That, that uh, Tim Hardaway brings such a unique value to to I, defense just because of this able, ability to take the charge, which yeah, is crazy. I
0: mean, part of it, and I saw some stat, and I need to find who tweeted it, but it was games where Tim hits like three threes or more, and how many of those games we win and then games where he hits three threes or less yeah. and how many of those games we lose. And guess what? We went a, we went a heck of a lot more games when he hits three threes or more. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot in the context of who is on this Mavs roster. Like Reggie is a a spot shooter, right? He's a three, he's a quote unquote three and D guy. Spencer is an ISO scorer who is shooting really well from three this year who has now been kind of turned into at least in the starting lineup, a a catch and shoot guy Mm -hmm. when he's out there with Luca. But traditionally that has not been the type of basketball player that he is. Right. Um, Christian Wood, same thing as Spencer, but I think, I think inherently he's probably, I don't know. He seems like a pretty good three and D guy to, to, you know, the credit of the teams that he used to play for. I, I didn't used to watch him as much as I probably should have. Yeah. Same all that to say, I really feel like Tim is the only guy, whether he's hot or cold, who confidently shoots spot up threes, catch and shoot threes. And when Reggie's not hitting it, when Spencer's not hitting it, a lot of times they get, they get timid. And when you're playing this heliocentric basketball that the Mavs play, where Luke has the ball in his hands, if he gets doubles, doubled, he needs someone who's going to rip it and not even think twice about it. Yep. And, so if Karis is not shooting well, what happens two weeks into it where he sh- he's shooting like 30% from three and then his own confidence is wavering from the three-point line, that affects our entire offense and how it's supposed to function. So that's, that's like the main worry for me with him. And obviously we're, we're suffering even more so because we need Josh Green out there. We need Dorian yes. who are both pretty good spot up shooters, but they also have that same unwavering, that same wavering confidence depending on how they're shooting the ball.
1: That's totally fair. Uh, that's, you know, that's why I brought up the defenses because we really do need, we need Tim Hardaway shooting. We need, it, it's the thing. It's like, I go back and forth. What do we need more? Do we need more shooting? Do we need somebody who can actually, who can actually dribble the ball and create their own shot? It, it, it's really a debate. It's a debate that people smarter than me get paid to figure out. And I, I like, I have no idea. I go back and forth so much. It's because, I don't, we haven't seen the best of this Mavericks team. I know we just had a seven game win streak. That was great. But I don't think we've seen the best that this team can really put out on the floor. And until we see that happen, I don't know if we can really make that ter- determination. And, and it's just up to these guys if they can show us what they've got in this, what less than a month until the trade deadline yeah. happens. So it, it, it's, I go back and forth, like I said, but it's, yeah, you brought up a great point that. Tim is just always shooting. He's always confident. And that's what you really want from a basketball player, especially from an NBA player. And I mean, and
0: think and think about the moments our team is going to be put in in the positions where, especially during clutch time, yeah, that's when Luca is really going to get doubled and they're really going to force the ball out of his hands. I just think about like there was a play, I think it was in the third quarter, um, where Jaden Hardy got on the court and he was in the <clears throat> camera side. Um three, and he was just kind of chilling in that corner. And Luca hit him on like a skip. He like passed past like three defenders or something like that. And on Hardy attacked from the baseline and he fed it to a little dump off pass. It was a really nice pass, actually, to Christian Wood, who got fouled in the paint. We need guys around Luca that are great spot up shooters that are wanting to fire off those threes and catch and shoot situations that can hit at a high clip but also can create when someone closes out too hard. And I think Hardy is a type of guy where I really like. Um, I just worry with Karis Levert that if he gets slotted into our offense, when he gets the ball on the wing, he's seven dribbles. Okay. Let me create my own shot. And it's, and it's not, I want more nuggets. I want more spurs. I want more old school Dallas Mavericks, like where we can get to a place where we're playing within the flow of an offense that, is powered by Luka, but not defined by Luka.
1: And that's the thing. It, 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 is Tim Hardaway a player that can do that? Like, I the shooting is great, but can for he do I'm that? For what I'm asking for,
0: I don't think he is either. I, I just, yeah. it's, let's look at other options. And I think we are. I think we're exploring anything and everything. I mean, I saw, like, Cam Reddish for two second-round picks. I'd be interested in that. I'm I'm interested in, like, a buy, buy low on a guy that's young who yes. everyone deems to have upside. Um, If we could go to the Knicks and also grab a guy like Jericho Sims, I think that would be awesome. You know, the two of us are longhorns. Of course we like that, but yeah, man, that's, that's what's uh, most kind of intriguing about this Mavericks team. And they're going to be talked about by everyone, you know, for the next month until a trade is made or some sort of move is made
1: yeah and I you know Jaden Hardy I actually thought that when he got into the game the first time and I believe it was the first quarter first or second quarter looked really good and then for some reason we just kind of stopped going to him I don't really understand the decision there because he was really confident and really aggressive on his drives to start the game and then we just kind of went away from it and then he checked out and it was like oh okay there he goes and it's like dude you can't especially when Luka's off the floor, like this took place while Luca was off the floor, right? If he's, if he's not on the floor, like you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to get the ball in everybody's hand. Like it's gotta touch everybody before it even comes close to the hoop, unless you got a wide open shot, then, you know, do it, do with that what you will. But yeah, I, I really like what I'm seeing from Jaden Hardy lately. He just looks so confident and it's, it's really refreshing to see, especially when guys who aren't making their shots, AKA Reggie Bullock, aren't looking confident at all like well he
0: also just can like put the ball on the deck yes like not Reggie can't do that
1: yeah there was a play where
0: Kawhi closed out way too hard on Reggie and it's not way too hard because he knows the personnel and he's doing it intentionally and Reggie to his credit actually had a couple of like big threes in this game that were momentum killers where the Clippers were starting to take the game away and Reggie hit big threes like in
1: the third quarter I believe
0: yeah, yeah. And then he, of course, you know, airballed the three in the fourth, missed a yeah. couple other ones, and now everyone wants his head. But <laughs> he, uh, Kawhi, like, closed out really hard on him, and Reggie had an opportunity to, if he goes up strong, either get fouled going to the rack or get a layup. And it's just like, I don't, it's like his brain tells him not to do it. Like, he he freezes up, essentially, in that moment. Um, There was a great moment in the first quarter where Tim did the exact same thing. And he had an and one layup on John Wall who had just gotten into the game. It was a nice finish. Um, And that's what I wanted to see from Reggie, but I just, he's not the guy that's going to do that. And we've seen enough of NBA tape on him at this point to know that that's not, you know, around the corner and and like, there's something to get to for him. So yeah, that's, that's the conundrum this Mavs team is in, but I just, I hope Dwight is healthy enough to keep playing.
1: Yeah, man. I, I don't think that I can I don't think I can stand a basketball game where Javale McGee has to play more than 15 minutes. That's just—it's just so tough to watch. He had a couple of good moments in this game, but it's just otherwise he just looks completely lost on the floor, which is really unfortunate for your biggest free agent signing in the off season. And yeah, I, I hope Dwight Powell is healthy. He even in the starting lineup alongside another big like Seawood it's he just does things that other guys don't. He brings that energy and effort every single time on the floor. That's why I really want Josh green to come back. Hopefully I am sure he's not going to be back for the Laker game, but hopefully for the back-to-back in Portland this weekend, we may be able to see Josh green or Dorian Finney Smith. One of the two, I know that they were talking about last week um, them possibly being available for uh for the end of this week. So we're going to see what happens there. And um, are there any other thoughts, actions that you saw from this game that you would like to touch on? Or are you ready to wrap it up?
0: Uh, nothing else from this game. I just think that, uh, well, surprisingly, Luca was um, less contentious with his relationship with the Clippers in this game. I actually felt like they were like joking around a lot, especially him and Terrence Mann who have got into it before. Um I, you know, there's, there's no love for Marcus Morris and and that's always evident when these two teams play each other, but I don't know, it's just a refreshing change of pace to like, not see some massive squabble and it turn into a bunch of technicals for both of these teams.
1: Yeah. But, when Luka is a mature player, it's much better for everybody on the floor. And I mean, I just mean, as like, you know, not yelling at the, whether it be the refs or Terrence man, it's just way, it's just refreshing sight. To yeah. See. It's a
0: better product too. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, Absolutely. I think uh, I think I just want to see two out of these three games, Lakers, Blazers, Blazers, be wins, and I think that's yes. really important. Um, this West is so close from from three to ten that we need these wins right now. Um, and again, the Lakers are playing good basketball right now. LeBron is has been incredible, but top to bottom, their roster, just like ours, is not that great, especially yeah. when Anthony Davis is out. So. These are the type of teams where they're like true middle of the pack West teams that we have to take care of. Yeah, We want to drop a game to the Nuggets, to the Grizzlies, fine. But when we play these type of teams, the Suns won last night against the Warriors without like everyone on their team. Who knows? They could get hot when guys get back, when Booker gets back. So I just, uh, I want to take care of business and this Blazers team is ailing right now. So even if we lose this Thursday game against the Lakers, I'd I'd love for us two out of three. That's what I'm asking for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, we had our last couple losses before this Clippers game, we had the benefit of the other teams in the West that are trying to catch up to us also losing. And last night was not one of those nights. So you got to take care of business against teams that you got to take care of business against, even though it's probably going to be three close games. I imagine that it's going to be three close games. So it should be fun to watch even if you are in Texas in Central Time, you got to stay up and watch the games because they are on the West Coast. But it should be three good games coming up, and that'll do it for the this edition for the of the Believe in Mavs podcast. Be sure and like, subscribe wherever you look, get your podcasts. Until next time, peace, peace.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.